Hello and welcome to the Sounder Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the Wall and Hogs. I'm your host, Charlie Lobner. As always, thank you all so much for tuning into the show, and a huge thank you to everybody that's joined us at the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza, Houston, Fort Worth. Thank you for having us. Uh, thank you for giving us time to, to talk to you about true conservation, talk to you about the overpopulation of wild hogs and all the damage that they that they bring with the overpopulation and uh, just been, it's been a great show. It's been a great turnout. We're looking forward to to San Antonio. We'll be at San Antonio this weekend. You can see us there. Uh, we'll be there Friday, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. And then Saturday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. And Sunday, 10, p- 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Again, that's uh, San Antonio at the Freeman Expo Hall Come and check us out. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot to look at while you're there. It's going to be a hot weekend. Uh, if you're looking to escape the heat, soak up some AC. It's a great place to do it. They got all kinds of food and beverages, and then walk around, look at everything hunting. It's a great way to kind of get the the blood flowing, get excited for for deer season and dove season right around the corner. There's a lot of stuff to to buy. A lot of new product. So. Come and check us out. I said we'll be there. I don't have a booth number for you yet, um, but if you keep track of our Facebook page, check us out, True Conservation. Uh, on our Facebook page, we'll be announcing it there. We'll be uh, talking about wild hogs, and we look forward to seeing you. So San Antonio this weekend, and then we're done. We'll be uh, we'll be back to, to the normal grind, and, and hopefully uh, there'll be a change in weather here soon. We'll be dove hunting, and then after that, it's going to be archery season for whitetail, which means I'll be up in the stand, probably shooting more hogs, you know, or seeing more hogs than I will be whitetail. But we'll see how this year grows. You know, it has been a hot, miserable summer, but it doesn't seem to be playing any effect on the hogs. They seem to be alive and well, and in fact, they seem to just be thriving. So get out there and hunt them. If I put any pattern together on what i'm seeing in the tournament what's being submitted 98 percent of the hogs that they're being killed at night and in harvested cornfields so do with that as you may <laughs> if you have access to night vision thermal or dogs or however you hunt them and you can do that at night and you have access to any kind of harvested field whether it be milo corn or any other crop there's a good chance that you got pigs out there. Get out there, hunt them. Um, really, really excited about the amount of hogs that have been put up so far in August. August has been a great month. And uh, we hope to just you know keep our foot on the gas and, and build these numbers up. But right now, I'm uh, going to go ahead and announce the leaderboard. We got uh, in first place, we have Jarek Hocek with uh, 45 hogs for the month of August. Second place, Punisher Hunting. The total of 29. Third place, our uh, our newest member of the True Hog Hunters Tournament, uh, Michael Peterson out of Freestone County with a total of six. And uh, Braden Brown with a total of one. So, great month so far. I know a few of you, uh, Braden, if you're listening to this, I, I know you would have a lot more hogs if you weren't working so darn much. So, it's been a busy month for some of you. Uh but I know those numbers are going to pick up, and we're excited about that. We're excited to see the, the new names in the tournament. I uh, want to remind everybody you can go in when you get signed up or, or you, if you're already signed up, you know, you can you can customize your name. We ask that you keep it 
family friendly so we can announce it here on the podcast and it can play on the radio. But uh, just uh, do with that as you may and, and, and have fun with it. And that's the, that's the, the biggest thing is stay safe, have fun. You know, we are raising awareness here at the Sounder Podcast and True Conservation. Wild hogs are a nuisance. They are a highly overpopulated invasive species causing a ton of damage, which is costing a ton of money. So get out there, hunt them any way you possibly can, get signed up in this tournament, get them submitted, and win some prizes. That's what we're trying to do. We want to give back to the hunters, ranchers, and farmers, everybody that's dealing with these things. And, you know, hunting hogs is kind of, I don't even know how to put it, but you have your whitetail hunters, you have your waterfowl hunters, you have your turkey hunters, you have, you know, and everybody kind of looks down on the, on the guys that are going out and, and, and really busting their butts hog hunting. But the thing is, is, you know, you guys that are out there hunting hogs the way you are, you're doing a lot. You're doing a lot for conservation. Uh, these things are, are a direct competitor with every native species of wildlife out there um, that they are roaming with. Uh, they're going out there and they are ruining fresh water sources. They lay in it. They de- they defecate in it. They urinate in it. They're spreading disease. Um, on top of that, you've seen what they can do to to crops. You've seen how they hog corn at a feeder. You've seen how they run deer off. Um any kind of ground nesting bird, those nests are prey for wild hogs. They those hogs love them. It's a buffet. They go and eat, eat all the eggs. Um, I mean, it, it's just they are. They're, in my opinion, they're kind of like the bullies of the forest, bullies of the farm. They 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 have their way. Um, hell, they they bully each other, but they are very resilient, very tough animals. Very smart animals, and uh, that's why they're taking over. They breed like rabbits, and it's it's honestly an infestation. And that's the way that we look at it, and that's what we're trying to preach. We're trying to, to let people know that we are uh, we're suffering from this. Everybody's suffering from this. It's costing the U.S. close to $2.5 billion annually um, in damages. So keep that in mind. You know, get your traps going. If you don't have a night vision or a thermal or a feeder light, you know, if you have access to a feeder, if you're out there hunting, um, hunt pigs, hunt them hard, and hunt them any way you possibly can. And, you know, we want to incentivize that you get out there and do a little more, you know, if you can. Um, you know, that, that's, a, that's a lot to ask because a lot of times, like I said, these guys that are out there hunting are having a lot of success at night. You know, so these guys are losing sleep over it, going out and hunting hogs. But uh, they're doing really good. We got 80, 81 hogs so far this month in the tournament. So hopefully that number continues to rise. You know, we're about midway through August. So looking if we stay on track to be about 150, 160 hogs, um, we'll see how that goes. But love love seeing the new names in the, in the tournament and uh, hope to – Hope to cover Texas in little blue tags if you check out our map on our website. That's true-conservation.org. Check us out. we got a map. Every time you submit a hog, there's a tag to that hog. It's going to show where that hog was submitted and who submitted it. So we want to see Texas covered up in little blue tags, and we want to see the, you know, 
anywhere in the U.S. that's got a hog problem. We want to see that covered up as well. Very, very excited for what what is to come of this. So tell your friends. Get get everybody involved. It's a great way to, to win a prize. You get signed up. You immediately have a chance at winning a prize, whether or not you submit a hog or whether or not your hog is approved. You have a chance. So the more hogs you submit, the better your chances. That's the way the game goes. So going to be giving away a couple prizes this month, something to look forward to. We have uh, our Bagheera B14 with an 18-inch threaded barrel. So if, you got a, if you're a suppressor hunter, you like to, to run your suppressors, this is a great little gun. It's chambered in 6.5 Creedmoor. We chose that option because there's a lot of 6.5 Creedmoor out there. A lot of lot of lot of ammo, I should say, a lot of options for it. Uh, it's one of those things that you know doesn't have a lot of recoil. If you're not a big guy, if you don't like recoil for whatever reason, this is a great gun. Um, valued in retail about eight hundred and fifty dollars. So good little prize there uh, to whoever wins that. And then we're also going to be giving away a silver stag custom knife with a sheath. This was donated by our new friends over at Vineyard Max. Talked about them last week. They are also going to be at the San Antonio show selling their feeders, their Vineyard Max uh, deer attractant, which I have uh, been putting out at my feeder. And I can I can honestly say I've seen a, a lot of extra traffic since putting it out. It's only been out about, about a week and a half now. Um, tip of the day before I get carried away, uh, be sure and after you put your game cameras up to turn them on, I know I have extra traffic at, at the feeder because all the deer droppings, all the tracks, all the corns being eaten up and the vineyard max kill pile is completely gone, but my camera wasn't on. So I didn't record not a single, I don't know what ate it could have been raccoons for all I know, but I didn't have any evidence of what was eating the vineyard max, but I had another bag. Uh, went ahead and put that in the same pile, and this time I made sure, and uh, I got a, a new SD card in the camera. I checked the batteries, and I made sure and flicked the, the switch all the way up uh, to on. That's where I, I always go wrong. I always set my, it got off, menu, on, and uh, that little switch, it's a little toggle switch, and I always leave it on menu. I'll change my date, my time, make sure all that's correct, and then I'll just be in a hurry and I'll slam it shut and walk away. Uh, and that's where I went wrong. So I don't have – I was – the whole plan was I was going to put up a bunch of video uh, on the Facebook page and really talk these guys up, but I don't have any video. So I'm going to do the only thing I can do, talk them up. There's obviously a lot of traffic since putting it out there. And uh, hopefully I got video next week for you, but – we're going to be at the show, probably going to buy a couple feeders from these guys, and uh, we're going to be donating one. So that donation is going to be a prize. It's a really, really good feeder. You're going to like this a lot. You get signed up in this tournament. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if it's going to be next month's tournament, but I'm pretty sure, pretty positive. So next month's most likely going to be a, a feeder, a Vineyard Max deer feeder. Uh, these things are built with a pretty heavy-duty cage. You're not going to have a raccoon get in there and rip your wires out or jack, you know, steal all your corn. Um, these things are made out of uh, the actual feeder body itself is a 55-gallon drum uh, painted inside and out, so you shouldn't have the rust issues. The lid on them 
is uh, custom built as well and uh, doesn't allow any moisture in there as well. What I've seen with 55-gallon feeders before is they have like that, that snap-on lid and that lid will hold water every time it rains right there on top. So your lids are always rusting out. And once those lids rust out, you get moisture down in that corn. Your corn gets all moldy. And even if your feeder's empty, you're still going to get moisture down in that feeder. And it's going to end up rusting out the bottom of your feeder as well. So this is a real flat lid. Allows all the moisture to run off. Great built cage. This is a stand and fill feeder. Uh, even got a little foot little footrest where you can you know you short guys can get up that extra extra foot or so and get that bag in there just a really really well built feeder everything is welded nothing is drilled into the exterior of that 55 gallon drum same thing that's gonna that's gonna keep these things running for a very very long time you shouldn't have any rust issues um no matter what the climate that you're hunting in is like now obviously if you set the thing down at the beach it'll rust out but everything does down there so very excited to see those guys again wish i had more to talk about with with their uh their deer attractant but uh maybe next week we'll see uh but yeah if you're going to be in san antonio you know like i said really if you're looking to get out of the heat spend some time in the ac come and check out the, the texas hunters extravaganza um I can't tell you how, how nice it is to get out right before, you know, any kind of season starts, right before dove season, right before deer season, and just really see what the everything that's in the industry. I mean, if you're in the market for a blind or a feeder or a hunt, they got everything from dove hunts to African safaris and everything in between. Um, you know, you want to look at, you know, the latest model of trucks that's out there on the market. They got those. They got rifles. They got every kind of optic and knife. I mean, if it has anything to do with the outdoors, they are going to have it at this show. Get out, come check it out. It's, it's a lot of fun. Get you out of the house for a couple hours. And uh, on top of that, you're not going to break the bank doing so either. So come and check us out. We'll be there. A whole bunch of other guys are going to be there. Vineyard Max is going to be there. And uh, yeah, in, enjoy, enjoy the weekend. But, um, see, so we talked about, you know, the patterns, of the cornfields. We, oh, that's what I want to talk about. We do have what could be a slight change in this weather pattern. You know, talking about, you know, escaping the heat. It has been, you know, mid to high 100s, like one, almost 110, it seems like. Um, been brutal. It's been a very hot summer been a very dry summer for most of us um but there could be a change in the pattern we've been having this high pressure kind of sit over the top of texas for a while and just drying us out well looks like that could move a little more towards i guess it would be oklahoma louisiana arkansas area kind of you know northeast uh, which is going to hopefully allow some moisture to come off the Gulf and drop a little bit of rain. I think we're predicted, I'm in Carnes County, I think we're predicted upwards like half an inch in the next, you know, next week, early in the week, and uh, possibly get up under under 100 degrees, a high of like 95. So that would be huge. And, and I know it doesn't sound like a whole lot, you know, still being 95, 
But that's enough of a temperature change. I think, you know, if we can get, especially at night, if it can drop at all at night to where it's just remotely comfortable. Because um, we have had some hot nights. It's been like 85 degrees even at, at night. It's been just awful. Uh, but if we can get any kind of change where it just drops an extra 10 degrees, you're talking about getting a lot more activity out of a lot of the, lot of the wildlife. I'm not just talking white-tailed deer, but the pigs, everything else. You know, pigs are moving as it is at night. They're hungry. They're always looking for a meal. So, obviously, according to the to the tournament, we've had guys going out there and and taking them out any way they possibly can. But, uh, like, for instance, talking about my setup, um, I'm having to pull everything, all my cars, to try to get something on camera, something decent to show up. And it's really difficult this time of year with it being that hot just because the deer are not moving. Um, a lot of times, you know, the deer that you see during deer season is probably not hanging around on your property in the summertime unless you've got a pretty good-sized property. Summertime, they tend to move off, do something completely different in the summer, and then they come back during the deer season, well, in the colder months. So that's usually what we see um, and with us having as much activity um, recently on the property with the water transfer and all that, we weren't really expecting for those bucks to be bedding down in that area, kind of expect to be moving off. And, and they have been. They've been on the neighbor's place a lot. I've seen that their their game cam photos on Facebook, and uh, they look great, by the way. But that's where they've been hanging out, and that is completely fine. Uh, but I really want to start seeing some more activity, especially with does, honestly. As the saying goes, if you've got does, you can get bucks to come in. And they're just not moving right now because it has been so dang hot. Um, so hopefully 10-degree difference gets them on their feet, gets them traveling a little bit more. Um, they should be getting to about the biggest they're going to be, those bucks, as far as velvet. And then here soon they should be shedding velvet. They're going to be bachelored up for a little bit, hanging out with their buddies. And then shortly after that, they're going to start splitting off and doing their own thing. So got that to look forward to. But, you know, I've seen some signs of pigs on the property. I haven't got them on camera. Um, looking forward to getting them on camera. I honestly am. I, I, uh, I got some goals for this fall and this winter that I'd like to accomplish around hog hunting. Um, number one being I, I would really like to harvest a hog with my bow at night with a feeder light. I think that's that would be a really fun hunt. Um, I tried it a couple times last year. didn't work out. Um, the one time that it would have worked out, I in, they ended up coming out. And it, was, it was daylight enough for me to not even need the light, and I, and I was able to take that pig. But uh, – that is definitely one of my goals. I'd like to uh, see if I can accomplish that. That's a good time for me to hunt anyways. It works out well for my wife. Put the kids down, go climb in the stand, and, and hunt that way. Um, she can watch her, her, her girly TV shows, and I can go sit in the stand. Kids would be in bed. She's got the house all to herself, and I get to go hunt by myself. So it's, it's a great way for me to get out. I'd like to be able to do that. I have a couple feeder lights that I'm going to get set up and uh, give me some options this year. Uh, the past few years, I've only had one feeder light. So wherever it was set up, that's where I was going to go hunt. So I've had luck shooting them with rifle. 
Um, done that several times. I love my feeder lights. They are the affordable way to, to hunt successfully at night without breaking the bank. I mean, um, really, really enjoy hunting that way. Really hoping to get a pig with my bow at night. Another thing I'd really like to do with that kind of goes hand in hand is I want to want to self-film a hunt this year, especially a, a hunt and a kill. I mean, it's one thing to go out, put a camera up, you know, while you're sitting in a stand, you know, get some footage of you. Anyone could do that. I'd really like to get um, footage of me by myself pulling back on the bow and harvesting a pig. Um, I would really like to do it with a with with a deer. Um, that would be awesome, especially a couple of the deer that I'm hopefully going to see this season. But uh, I would love to to film a big old group of hogs. Last year, watching that that group of pigs come in from 150 yards out straight towards me, um, I would have killed to have thought about grabbing my phone and, and start videotaping. And I didn't for some reason. I was just so focused on, you know, as a new bow hunter, what do I do next? You know, I need to stand up. I need to get ready. I need to get my bow in my hand. And these things are coming in hot. They don't have the best eyesight, but they can still see. So that was all going through my head. The last thing I was thinking about was grabbing my phone and start recording. So I got an old GoPro. It's like a GoPro Hero 3. That's how long I've had it. <laughs> going to pull that out. I got I bought some new batteries and stuff for it uh, a couple months back. And um, plan on getting a little mount for the stand. Plan on getting a mount for my phone. And doing it the old-fashioned way. Doing it myself. And uh, hopefully, hopefully being successful at it. You know, it's one thing, you know, it's one thing to, to hunt with, with a bow. It's as difficult as it is. And then you start adding other factors, you know, your mind starts racing, especially when you're staring at, you know, a potential trophy buck, you know, you, your heart's pounding, you're doing everything to focus on that deer so that that deer doesn't notice you. And then now you're adding the factor of not just grabbing your bow and trying to make a good shot, but trying to get it on camera. And it's, it sounds simple, and when you wa- you watch these professionals on TV and YouTube, and you watch them do it, and it doesn't seem that difficult, but trust me, it, it is. I haven't even factored in the camera part yet, and bow hunting has been it's been difficult. It's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. It's really like lit my fire in in, in hunting again, and but it is difficult. So looking forward to that. Hopefully, that's going to happen. We'll see. Um, there's, uh, last year I was also really close to getting a multi-kill. That's a goal of mine, uh, with the bow. Uh, and honestly, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take my rifle, uh, as well. Um, last year shot, shot a pig, shot that, that boar, watched him run away with the arrow in him and about 35, 40 yards up on the, on the embankment, had a big fat sow looking at me and I drew back on her. Um, but I just couldn't get a, a, a good shot. I wasn't really comfortable with letting the arrow fly. Probably should have just done it. Um, but I was hesitant. And that hesitation, you know, that five seconds of thinking to myself, she walked into the brush and I didn't have any shot after that. But uh, I probably, if I was fast enough, could have could have shot her with a bow. And then if I would have had my rifle, I could have grabbed my rifle and as they those pigs were kind of scattering off about a hundred yards, they they got out in the open and stopped again. I may have been able to harvest another one, so could have been a really good multi kill hunt. Lots of pigs down, 
Uh, but instead, I only shot one hog, and they were right back at, right back at that feeder, you know, the next night. Um, so getting multiple pigs with a bow would be fun. I, I would feel accomplished in that, and um, that's that was another goal of mine when I when I bought the bow was was to be able to go out and be quiet, not have this loud crack of gun you know the gunfire going off, uh, and, and being a little more stealthy with it. So hopefully, going to get a multi kill. Get the I want to get the trap going. I want to trap at least one pig this year. Uh, I need to do some modif- modifications to the trap. I think that's what's killing me is I uh, got a little too much slack in my wire, my trip wire. So I need to fix that. Uh, and then as far as, like, everything else goes, not really a, a hunting thing, but, you know, some some goals I have kind of in the kitchen uh, with the wild pork. I, w- I want to cure my my, uh, my wild hog ham. I had a cousin do that, said it came out really good. I've seen lots of videos on how to do it. Seems simple enough. Looks delicious. I like ham. I like to hunt hogs. I uh, want to give that a try. Uh, plan on making a ton of sausage. You know, we did uh, we did some some deer sausage mix fifty fifty with a with a wild hog. A friend of mine shot between that buck and that pig. We made I I don't know how many links of sausage we did with that, but plan on doing that again. I'd like to also make a ton of pan sausage. Um, I'm telling you, if you haven't eaten wild hog, you haven't tried it. You're missing out. It, it is, you know, to be honest with you, I had I had some ground deer meat last night. Uh, at a friend's house uh, it was donated to him by another friend um, not bad but definitely gamey definitely an older buck probably a buck killed mid to late rut just had a had a tang to it uh, most people would, would turn away from it it was still really good uh, but I've had way better pork and uh, you know even some of our bigger boars you know I've had I've had way gamier deer bucks per se I should say than I have uh, gamey pigs so plan on doing that and uh, I'd like to do a a wild hog euro mount if I can that would be uh, that would probably be the most difficult thing as far as I wouldn't say difficult it's just time consuming and it's just kind of a nasty job you know i've done euro mounts in the past they didn't come out with a darn because i was lazy with it and uh there is a there is a trick to it there is a a craft i I guess you could say to to making a really good euro mount and uh i I guess if i if i get a good enough pig i like to try it every pig i seem to kill always has broke off cutters so they've never really been worth it and on top of that, I do have a, a a deer a deer head still in my freezer from last season from my bow that I need to do a euro with too. And I thought about t- taking it to my taxidermist; he does great work. But uh, I probably just need to get some practice, start doing it myself. But guys, that's gonna do us all in time. Remember, San Antonio this weekend, Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza. We're gonna be there as True Conservation. Check out our website, true-conservation.org. Get signed up in the True Hog Hunters Tournament. Win some prizes. We get given away every month. Win yourself a rifle. Win yourself a knife. Maybe even next month, win yourself a feeder. Y'all have a good one. Hope to see you there. I'm out.